Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. Welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today, we have a special episode with a special guest. We're talking some several theories, Sir Matt, and we're going to follow up on some YouTube content, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, we just, uh, our YouTube comments, uh, there's a lot. And I said, we need to kind of pick a couple of these and go through them because uh, a lot of people provide, I think, you know, we, we post a theory on there and a lot of people come out and they'll say, and they give us some really detailed responses. And so I said, okay, I think we, a lot of these are really good valid points. We should talk about this on the podcast. And so um, in a way, it's kind of like a follow-up Friday because that's what we used to do. You know, we used to get Let's all these go. emails and, and do that. But hey, now we got a lot of YouTube comments. So we're going to talk about these. But we do have a guest with us today, Sir Ezra. Yeah. And so this is great. And actually, uh, since we're doing YouTube and we're, we're, we're talking uh, about uh, all things uh, Song of Ice and Fire, we thought we'd bring on one of our bannermen uh, who runs a, an awesome YouTube channel called The Fantasy Network. He also designed a pretty sick uh, website as well. So we have Sir Jimmy with us today. And uh, actually, you know, our bannermen will know Sir Jimmy very well from all of our bannermen hangouts. Sir Jimmy, how's it going? Hey, I couldn't be more excited to be here finally uh, with Sir Matt and Sir Ez on Bend the Knee. And uh, yeah, I'm good. I, I can't be uh, much better whenever I get to talk A Song of Ice and Fire. So yeah, pretty yeah, fired absolutely. up. Yeah, man, this is cool. This is cool. By the way, listen to that voice. I mean, that, listen to that. Just, ah, dude. The mics are hot, as Sir Ezra <laughs> likes to say. The mics are hot. Yeah, just, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be delicious. And you know, the, the other thing, too, is uh, I was telling Sir Matt, God, last week, um, we're just going to kind of a little small council here, a little quick council, uh, just talking to everybody, seeing how everybody's doing. I went through a slump. 
I was just like having an off week, man. I just had some stuff going on. 2021. Is that what we're calling it? 2021? That, that, that'll work. Is that working Officially. for you guys? Yes. Okay. Uh, somebody hashtag that. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that ought to tell you how I am, right? I, I'm uh, way off. Uh, just no, it was a bad week, man. I just wasn't feeling, so wasn't, wasn't feeling it. I, I, I even texted Sir Jimmy. I said, dude, I'm just in a slump, you know, and I don't know. I don't know what was going on with me. So, but, uh, I ended up getting super productive the last couple of days, feeling really good. Uh, I feel better. Um, it might be Sir Matt that I got back in keto and I might've hit that keto. Flu. Well, Hey, in, 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 in all seriousness, um, January is like the most oppressive month of the year so let's really? raise awareness to that yes we should it, it is it is actually the most um because it's after the holidays right and, yeah. and it's also like gray cloudy outside snowy in a lot of places um beginning of the year a lot of people are making resolutions thinking you know and usually if you're making a resolution it's like <laughs> i need to fix something about myself yeah yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think it's i think january is it january 21st is typically considered um, people are looking at their bank accounts. I think it's considered like the most oppressive day of the year. Really? Look that up. Yeah. Well, you got. T- uh, well, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. You know. You know what? Here's here's something interesting. So th- this didn't even affect Sir Matt because it's already. It's always gloomy, rainy, cloudy out there in Portland. He's used to this, so he's guiding me through. Yes, he, he he dwells in the darkness and he lives there. I do. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll tell you, man. I've been I've been living. I got uh, I bought I bought VR, so I had I now have like a, a VR headset, and I've literally been living in Beat Saber. Okay, for anybody, just go look it up. It's like Guitar Hero with lightsabers, and it's the greatest game I've ever ever played. And I, I'm, it's the most, it's an insane workout. Let me just tell you that it is as you've seen some videos of it, yeah. but it's, it's pretty sweet. So yeah. what headset do you have for VR? I got the I'm Oculus Jonesing. Quest 2. So it's standalone, okay. but you can hook it up with your computer. Um, it's a ton of fun there. Like you can go in there. There's just a lot, a lot you can do. I've never really been, I've never really thought of like doing VR, um, and then I started watching these videos on uh, Beat Saber, and which is you know it's like Dance Dance Revolution, but you have lightsabers is the easiest way to do it. Sick uh, to just to describe it. It's awesome. Uh, it's 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 super awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to. Can you record that? Can you record mm-hmm. yourself playing that? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go, guys. Matt is oh, training. Am I? It, it, it is. Training. It is quite literally like Jedi Jedi training. And then the, you can hack it to put on. Um, you can hack it to put on. Uh, custom songs and, and and stuff like that i did actually see oh, somebody cool. did somebody did like, there's like somebody and they're all people make like techno you know dance whatever remixes and stuff but somebody did one of the night king theme from season eight of let's go and i was like well obviously i have to obviously i have to i have to, have to get that yeah just tears rolling down the face rains of cast oh, you're playing oh my oh, god wow well i'm wow. putting it in the cart right now i think i'm buying <laughs> wow. i think i'm in Every there time I do anything with Jimmy, I'm always like, well, I don't know. It's pretty good. And, he, and it's like the next thing you know, he's made this like $1,000 purchase. I'm like, Bye. dude, what are you doing? Like, what the, are you, Sir Matt has emptied my bank account on multiple <laughs> occasions while being on Box Trick. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that's awesome. That is but they're awesome. all good recommendations. They're they are. They're they are. Good recommendations. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, hey, one more thing I wanted to do, too, is we kind of we're just going to, you know, uh, small council here, business things. I uh, want to give a, a, sh- a shout out actually to a couple of our Bannermen. So since we have Sir Jimmy on here, 
Uh, I thought we would do this. Lady Ashley. Wanted to give Lady Ashley a shout out because uh, we just updated kind of our, our intro. We're updating that intro just to kind of with, with all of our bannermen and our uh, captain of the guard and, and squire and so on. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to her. She always makes the Zoom chats really interesting. Uh, we still are unsure whether what she's working on in this table with the, you remember this, Sir, Sir Jimmy, the gloves, the body yes. that we don't know where it went, you know, yes. the whole thing. The okay, missing so. body. Yeah, the missing body. So shout out to her. Guys, I'll tell you what, you know, the, the Zoom chats have become sort of uh, super memorable to me. And I just like they stand out as these like these epic. They're like six hours, <laughs> six hours. I and I don't intend for them to be six hours. And Matt knows this. He's like, oh, I got it. Jeez. He's I know. Like, well, seriously, it's, they're always, it's, yeah, it's like, well, once, once I'm locked it's in, a, I'm just I'm in. Like, I'm like, you know, I got my my seltzer and I'm just sitting there hanging out, having a good time. So we had a great uh, New Year's Eve um kind of bash and that was that was pretty cool to see everybody in there so uh wanted to to give her a a shout out and uh lady adrian we did that that episode with her which was awesome and uh god being in the epilogue of that book is is pretty is pretty sick actually so um yeah there's that and uh yeah and then also lady betsy thanks again for supporting the podcast and you know being uh sir matt squire uh, hope, hoping to have her on soon. That would be that would be really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick, as I do have to tell a story because last because uh, last episode because we didn't we didn't do didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't do one last week. But so the last episode at the beginning of the show, just before we get, dived into stuff, I was talking a lot of smack uh, about the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Oh. Okay. 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 <laughs> as a as a, right. life, as a as a lifelong Steelers fan, so right. let me tell you. Let me let me just give you a rundown of what happened. Okay. 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 So, if there is one thing I believe in, uh, it, it is the old gods and the new. And <laughs> I don't know which ones. I don't know which ones they are, but the sports gods are real my friend <laughs> yeah okay yeah they it's just how they work it's why the detroit lions are terrible and have always and have always been terrible okay right. um they just that's just how they it's just how they decide mm-hmm. so uh lady Teresa's dad right now is on a major it's a bad luck streak for me when I go yeah. over to his house to watch any game, regardless of of the game. I went over there last year when Ohio State played Clemson in the in the college football playoffs. Right, we lost. Right, right. Uh, game one this summer, the Lakers versus the Blazers uh, yep. in the mm-hmm. NBA playoffs. The Lakers lose; they look awful. And then I watch every preceding game at my house, and they blow them out. Okay. Yep. <laughs> So he's on a bad, he's on a bad horse streak, and we were like hanging out, whatever. And um, she was like, "Oh, is it cool if my dad comes over for the game?" And I was like, "Absolutely not!" I yeah, like, yeah, he's I was not like, welcome. I was like, "He's on a sports, he's on, a, he's on a sports band right now. He's on a bad right. luck streak." And so we're like sitting down to watch the game. Kickoff happens, whatever. And literally, she like calls her dad first play, like as soon as he answers. Ball goes spiraling into the end zone, wow. touchdown, and it's a train wreck from there. And I was like, "That's insane." I, I was like, I, "I'm going to go watch it in the office." Like I, 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 I was, <laughs> I, was dist- I was, I was, dist- I was distraught. So, 
She has apologized. I told her she does not need to apologize to me. She needs to apologize to Steelers Nation. Yep. Okay. I was yep. like, that's who you need to apologize for. Yep. And it has been made aware that she will hear about this for literally the rest of her life. So, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, it's just so, sports gods so are he, real. Sports gods are real. They are the old or the new. So her, her dad is coming over today. Because uh, I don't really have any vested interest in any of the remaining teams, except I kind of am rooting for the Packers over the Bucks, which is the game he's coming over to watch. So he, you know, people get a chance to break their to break their mm-hmm. to break their their streaks. So you're saying the Bucks by forty, probably? <laughs> Why? <Wow. laughs> it's yeah. just like a <laughs> oh, that is that's hilarious. Yeah, that was crazy. That was some wild stuff. Uh, but I was talking a lot of smack, and people were messaging me left at people were like, oh, "I think I tweeted oh, at you. I think I tweeted oh, that you every, told you not to be rude." I everybody, said, hey. everybody, everybody was. So I will own up to it. I mean, yeah. is it is it the Steelers' fault or is it literally all Lady Trees? It's all her fault. It's and, and you hate to say that. I know this is hard for you to yeah, say it's, because, but it's 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 the truth. I mean, but you, you said know. something beforehand. You said, "Do not." You know, your dad, no. It's a no-go. No communication. It's a no-go. And she he's, broke He's that. on a bad luck streak right now. Yeah. And you could have not. Th- th- by the way, that wasn't just a loss. That wasn't just like a Steelers loss. That was like right. an unbelievably Right, but I will say crazy. I will say th- I will say this. I will say this just real quick, and then, we, and then we can dive into Game of Thrones. Because yeah. people are like, why are they, why are why they, they talking yeah, yeah. Why are they still talking <laughs> football? Isn't it? It, it should just be. It should, it, it should just let, let everybody know that. The Browns go up by 28 points in the first quarter, and Browns fans are still nervous. I was nervous like, the whole time. Like, whole time. That should be a very yeah. telling sign. And had, had you know, had had they not punted on fourth and one, who knows, man? They they might have still came back and won. That. So that's anywho. what I said. We anywho. did everything we could to blow that <laughs> that lead. You know, I'm a Browns fan. Ezra is a Bengals fan, so we have almost yeah. the entire AFC North in here. Yeah, we don't need any Ravens fans in here. Nah, we're no. good. I, I live. There's here. a there's a Game of Thrones uh, channel you can go watch of somebody who is a who is a Ravens fan. So shout out to Gray Area. She's a hardcore Ravens. Oh fan. yeah, is she's she actually really? she lives near me. Sure, I think she's from yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, she she's wow. uh she's not that a, I've ever hard... talked to her or anything, but she does she does really good Game of Thrones content. She does, yeah, on YouTube, yeah. She just roots for the wrong team. Tell her we said so. She does. Go if ahead. We had her on. If she if she Clip if she this came up. on, Go ahead. If, yeah. if she came on, then we could have the entire the entire gambit here. We could we could talk all AFC yeah. North. I mean, yeah. I think we can all agree that the Ravens are the most hated team in the AFC. They're tricky. North. They're tricksters. They I don't are. trust them. I don't trust those. Uh uh. Nope. Exactly. They are probably the most Game of Thrones type team. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, you know what? Since we're shooting from the hip here, I might I might call an audible on us real quick. Is that cool? Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. Just should we do we need to talk about the news? Yeah, I was thinking like because we what we can do is we have um so there's a couple things that have come out about these Game of Thrones TV, just as we warm up and we're about to go into some mm-hmm. of our, our theories and stuff like that. Um, and really, it was Sir Jimmy who, who tagged us in something on, on Twitter. So we can kind of start with that because I didn't know much about this. Apparently, there are other shows that are in development um, with HBO, the, it, it, like Game of Thrones shows. Is, is this right? I mean, it's like, can I, can I, can I say it? Is it Dunkin' Egg? Yes. Is, that, is, that a, is that a possible? So, <clears throat> well... So you we knew when remember when the, when the long night was the one that was first announced they said that there were five potential shows planned. Yeah. Um and so the long night was one of them. 
I think they got into it a little bit, decided this may not be the way we we want to go. And that's not to say they won't ever come back to that, but I, just, I, I think they made the right decision in going forward with House of Dragons being more similar to Game of Thrones rather than going way back and having it be a little more mm-hmm. like fantasy, dra- you know, creatures, monsters, stuff like that. Um, and so, I mean, we now know of the, the House of the Dragons, so that's two. And then there's big rumors that Robert's Rebellion and Dunkin' Egg are potential other potential shows. And, and more uh, beyond that, but they no one really released details. But it sounds like there's maybe even up to like five or six show yeah, ideas. Sure. Um, wow. I think this is going to be kind of like HBO Max's uh, Marvel or, or Star Wars, for lack of a better um, comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to build that universe out. Which, yeah. which I think is cool. Uh, I know some people are a little bit hesitant. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, the last few seasons of Game of Thrones, some people were a little lukewarm on, and, and obviously with the finale and everything. But also just people wanting to make sure that we don't burn out the content. I, I'm not all that concerned because I think especially if you've read Duncan Egg, you know that the tone of that is much different. Uh, than what we got in the main series. And if anything, I think it might extend an olive branch to people who weren't into the absurd amount of violence and nudity and, and, and such, mm-hmm. all the mature themes. I think Duncan Egg could take a very Mandalorian approach to the right. universe. Yeah, I, I think that's good. Actually, that's a really good point. If they're, if they're going to have you know several shows like this and just the way that's written, it really would be uh, kind of an in-between and just a nice, enjoyable on a Sunday evening watching that. Yeah, I think uh, that's 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 really cool. Um, those tales, their adventures and what have you. I guess I, I, I wonder, too, now that we have House of Dragon and we're working on that, um, does that give George, I mean, you know, what what do you have to finish source material wise from the author? Right. Yeah. Do you, like, do you have to finish? Do you have to finish though that series and lead us up to? How far is he going with that? Is he going to go to the tragedy of Summerhall, or is he only? Wait, we don't know. I mean, we, that that whole page is left blank. Yeah. Is, that, is that because of the? Is that because of the, the series, and we're going to reveal something majorly in, uh, a Song of Ice and Fire, or is that a Dunk and Egg story, or is it both? Is it is it both? Well, I I I I think I, I think that HBO is basically creating their. I, I think that. When House of the Dragon comes out, and even if it takes major differences away, again, the cool thing about it is the way it's written in that it's told through two different perspectives, Mushroom and Yandel, so who can really trust any of it, as opposed to the main series, which even there, you still have a little bit of where Gurr says, well, you can't, you know, these are all point of views, so what's to say any of this is the way it um, it is, but I think that they're going to be creating their own sort of like cinematic timeline universe. And then it'll just like we have with comics and yeah. the Marvel in the m- movies, right? Like, okay. Um, and that's a good thing. So I think that's a good thing because that takes the pressure off of right. George a little bit and you don't need, you need him to right. come in and say some, some big markers, you know, talk about those. Yeah. And, and you yeah. can, yeah. And, 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 and still that doesn't mean that anything that happens in here. So let's say, so let's say, Let's say the Duncan Egg series does happen. It gets to seven seasons. Just, just total, just general idea spitballing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some of the things that happen, we're like, well, that doesn't mean that 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 doesn't happen in in the, in the books, or we don't know that that's going to happen. Or it's going to go different. It doesn't mean that George isn't sitting there saying this is going to happen. So you know, you can you can look yeah. at them to say that they're not unrelated. I'll say I'll say you know I'll well I'll say that. But then and then one then one other thing real quick yeah. um, about the burnout of the content. 
I think before that was definitely something that was possible, but now we live in a totally different world in which, one, we can't really go to movie theaters. Um, movies right now that have been pushed back that were supposed to come out in 2020 are starting to say, hey, we're going to come out this year in theaters in like August, but who has any idea? Even with mm -hmm. vaccines and stuff, we have literally no clue yeah. uh, if that is at all going to happen. Because um, what's, what's, to, what's to say that a new strain of COVID doesn't come out and we're oh, still yeah. in, in lockdown. So, yeah. and with movie theaters being dead almost, um, yeah. content streaming is the, it is the future. So it's all going to be more 10 episode series, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, we're seeing it with Disney right now. I mean, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching WandaVision and being like intrigued by every second of it and mm -hmm. being like, this is sweet. I'd totally fine if you continue the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe just like this instead of like big, big movies. Yeah, and all that I think people prefer it. I think people prefer to have that level of quality in a show where you get yeah. 10 episodes as opposed to like one big movie. I mean, a lot of the Mandalorian episodes, you know, jumping over to that universe. I mean, they almost feel like movies. Like yeah. that, that's that's mm -hmm. how and that's kind of how Game of Thrones felt too, right? Season A for you know whatever we felt about it uh, from a, a shot perspective, uh, for, you know from a cinematography perspective, it was beautiful. Uh, and I think that they're going to bring that level, and hopefully the writing is you know up to par. And I I think people are here for it. I think the interconnectivity as well. Like if we find out if they do a Duncan Egg series, and we find out what happened at Summer Hall. Are are you kidding? Like I think oh, that yeah. would be the the ability for people to make content around the uh, the things that connect through the series and the different TV shows uh, only helps the show become more popular. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that they're playing up to that, and I think the Marvel Universe was a very good example of how whenever you let these things play together, uh, that it just naturally progresses into this much larger thing uh, with your audience. And I think mm -hmm. that is going to be the key going forward with future Game of Thrones content. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you, and and you know, it was kind of uh, leading us down a path of of well, what happens when we outpace some of the source material, but it doesn't matter. It's a different universe, and we've already done that in the main series. We've yeah. already outpaced the author once, so and he was there to give us pillars and and guiding points and stuff like that, and it becomes its own its own thing. So. Um, there's actually probably... there's actually more detailed outlines of this than there than there was the main yeah. series because the main series is we have no idea what's going to happen. At least here we have just like the yeah. House of the Dragon. Well, we have a general idea, so it's freedom, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. It is. It's just like those. There's like one or two major events where you're going to want George to put a pin in there and say this is what happened because it's the major tie-in. Or it can't be entirely different, but uh, it also could. Maybe I don't know. Like that's that's the thing is that like the ending uh, of the of season eight. Very well. The more and more I look at it, it could be entirely like major characters could be entirely different. So it's fascinating to to think about, and it does keep if they can interconnect and they can tie into the main you know series like like Jimmy's saying. Then I'm in. I mean, I want. I'll, I'll I think there's also, you know, and a lot of people don't like, I actually am included in this. I usually don't like prequels when I know what's going to happen, but because it's so vague, we are going to get content that we have never seen before and we don't know the answers to. And one really cool thing about Robert's Rebellion that I've been thinking about immensely is, sure, we know Robert's Rebellion, right? Maybe mm -hmm. we're, we're going to see Rhaegar go down, but as the series goes on, we get these flashbacks to Heron Hall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The tourney at yeah. Heron Hall oh, yeah. unfolds oh, yeah. and flashbacks through different characters' perspectives of what they did. Yeah, what happened? Let's go, dude. It, but we've done we've done a whole series on that. What happened at the tourney of Heron Hall? How important it is, 
Yeah, if you had, again, in point of view, right, uh, depending on the character we're following in a TV show, mm-hmm. they have a flashback to a conversation that they had. We, the audience, then, are trying to put all those conversations together to awesome. figure out what was going on there, you know? Yeah. So that would be a dramatic way to to kind of go about uh, to go about that. I like that a lot. Which so. series would you guys be more excited for to see on film? Uh, assuming that Duncan Egg isn't animated, because it could be. Uh, Duncan Egg or Robert's Rebellion? Wow. I, uh, I would... Yeah, I Matt, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, it's, it's tough because they're just so different. Like, Duncan Egg, because I just like the characters more. Um, but Robert's Rebellion, because it's way bigger in terms of, the, like, it would be... It's more important to see, like, what the, how that all goes down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, I don't know if, they, if they've talked about these, but ones that I find fascinating, besides even those two, I would also probably go with Duncan Egg, just to be... Just because I, I like... Like hedge knights, I'm a hedge knight myself. You know, I, I love, a good, love a good hedge knight. So, but um, I've always been fascinated by the Blackfire Rebellion, right? And yeah. if they, and I know this is all kind of penciled out. If we get through this first wave of House of the Dragon, and they go volume one, run a couple, you know, seasons of it, and then do volume two, uh, I'd, I'd be down, 100% down to see what happens with the Blackfire Rebellion and bastards everywhere, and just. The chaos that that Aegon the Unworthy would would bring to the realm. I mean, holy cow! So, do do we do we think House of the Dragon is going to be episodic, kind of like American Horror Story, where they'll just cover different parts of Fire and Blood from season to season, or do you think it's going to be? I don't know. I don't think so because why would you? Because they say that it it takes it's it's brief description. It says set three hundred years before whatever whatever whatever. But then it's like they're casting all House of the Dragons people. I think they're just saying they're just giving it that description because it sounds like the same thing as well. Fire and Blood is also set three hundred years. So I think literally they're just taking like the Fire and Blood description and being like, let's just pencil this in here until we have yeah. anything. And it sounds more. good. Yeah. It's... Right. Um, no, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be like five seasons of the dance dragons and then yeah that's it yeah cool, cool. yeah it, it, yeah it ends up with uh yeah we, we have um egg on the younger on the throne and that and, yeah. that and that's and that we kind of done with that and then we can flash forward we can flash forward you know skip a, cu- a couple things and then set up if you ever wanted to down the line they could set up a volume yeah. two uh you know version or whatever or just even you know another batch where it's blackfire related or you know something right uh, say, hey, we're really we're cool. we're going we're we're leaving for a year, and when we come back, it's going to be the Blackfire Rebellion, and we're mm-hmm. going to continue the show. At, you know, yeah, that could be very yeah. interesting. Now, yeah. if it's one of the things, it's one of the things with the name of it being House of the Dragon. I was like, you could keep this going forever. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things mm-hmm. I thought was great about the show, like Gotham, was you know it was set way before like when Bruce Wayne's a kid before he becomes Batman. But it's like if this show became a major success, it's a great point. That, like a major major success. I think it was it was pretty successful, but. Well, you could keep it and mm-hmm. you could just say, okay, now it's Batman. He's doing his stuff. So it's yeah. kind of the same thing here where this you could run this all the way to Game of Thrones if you want. Absolutely. I mean, that's an excellent heck, point. I heck, really 10 years, heck, heck, you know, 20 years from now, we could just redo Game of Thrones. So if you want Might happen. Wow. That's crazy. I, mean, I, I will say this, and maybe, maybe this is a good question to ask uh, you both, but so let's say, you know, we're doing all these projects. I'm excited. I understand, you know, we love the books and everything, but I am excited to see this stuff on screen. Now, if someone were to tell you that this is going to hinder wins a winner instead of it being out in a year or two, it's now going to be out in four to five. Would you rather not see the shows and get the book? Well, and see, that's because I, I was, I was going to end this whole thing with. So 
Will when are we getting winds of winter? Because I don't <laughs> I don't think I actually don't think because of right now it's going to hinder anything. I think right now we're okay because everything would be in early. There's enough source You're material right. out there that would be early on to where he could knock that book out. What it might affect is just ending the series. Um, he's already revising stuff in Winds of Winter. That's you know that's taken him so much time to get through. I kind of feel like once he finishes that, unless he's in a fever and he's just writing like crazy and he goes right on, which would be fantastic. But I, I doubt it. I kind of think he's going to feel a great relief, release it, turn to HBO. What do you need now? Let me fill some of that. And then it's going to be another major break. So Yeah, I, I think we might see more Dunkin' Egg after Winds of Winter rather than A Dream of Spring. Yeah. I, I think. think yeah. Which I I'm fine with. I, honestly, yeah. if I find out what happened at Summer Hall, I'll be happy. Yeah. I'll be a happy man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to know. Uh, what, yeah, I want to know exactly what what Dunk was up to and where he was going, and and you know how it's all kind of connected. I think that would be fascinating because I can already kind of come up with. I already have, you know, an ending. I have a a you know an ending from from season eight. Not may not like it, and I wouldn't. I, I want <laughs> I want George's ending. I want that over over anything else. But still, at least I've kind of got something there. So yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, it's good show news. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was excited. You know, when you, when you dropped that on week. Twitter, yeah, I was. I was like, "This is really cool." Can that? It does make sense, as Matt said, in the state of the world that we live in, uh, expanding all of this and and trying to for HBO drive keeping that platform up and you know uh, getting more subscribers to it and everything. It's 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 important. So, I mean, it's great for us. I I love the content. If you're fans of the series, I think you're gonna like it. I don't think it's gonna be oversaturated. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. It's going to so. be great for the community here at Bend the Knee. That's for sure. Yeah, it's gonna, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. It's huge. Um, okay, yes. Yeah. Let's move Let's move into – so we have um, – we're doing some responses to some YouTube videos here. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to start uh, with a video we did um, – on, on like a, a raven or, or, or you know a question that we question that we get um so this is one uh, it's on our youtube you can see it it was on our one of our uh, previous episodes will the winds of winter be more than one book yeah so um so here so here's uh some of the here's here's some here's some of the 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 con the the comments here mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with this one here uh, this is from um, Bad News. He says, does the clown on the left think Arya is still blind? Mate, they've already given her eyesight back. Have you even read the books? So I've, the, the, the clown he's referring to is, is oh. me. Yes, I guess I, I did misspeak there. Uh, Arya does get her eyesight back. Yes, you know, sorry. Made a mistake there. <laughs> You know, it's okay. I can't believe you read that. I wasn't. I, I, that's hilarious. <laughs> you never know. The curveballs, the audibles that are called on this podcast are insane. Um, that's that's hilarious. No, we were talking beforehand. Like, people have no idea, especially when you're trying to do kind of you have a show, a companion show that goes with the book series and right. a series that's so thick. People have no idea uh, what, what it's like to kind of cover that. So that's that's uh, a clown, huh? Wow. Um, <laughs> I was waiting. I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for Matt to like pull out like a full on just like he shows up next no, episode. No, he's just we do. It, it's I. I. It's fine. Hey, I was. I was wrong. I mean, I. You know, I don't know that you need 
need to call somebody a clown. I mean, Jester is really more the, the, right. the Game of Thrones term. Yeah, has he even read the books? Has he even read the books? I mean, yeah. a fool is actually you know, <laughs> right. Yeah, there, there's not really clowns in 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 there. They're 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 court jesters and fools. But you know, yeah. it, it, it is is what it is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So going here from uh Vor uh, Boronov, he says, "Winds of Winter does not have to be confined to one volume, like a Dance of Dragons or a Storm of Swords. If Gur wants, he could make winds." three or four volumes long, which would basically be three or four books under one main title. Uh, if I want to guess after uh, Gurr says it's going to be a huge book, wins will probably be at least three volumes in length, quite possibly four. So I believe what he's referring to is in Europe, mm-hmm. a lot a lot of these books are released. The way they're released is it's like, it'll be like a Storm of Swords part one and a Storm yep. of Swords part two. They are split up. Um, there are versions, there are versions like that. Um, and so we don't t- we don't we do, I from what I've found, but again, who knows? Because I don't even read the books. Um, that uh, you, we, those versions aren't we don't see those versions in the in the states. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I I totally think he could release it as, as a part one, part two, if he, if that's the way yeah. he decided. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. This was um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, because there's there's so much. He's already talking about revisions. He's talking about how big it is. It reminds me of other authors who. When they say the same thing, they they it's, it, it splits into different different books or whatever. I kind of think that that it might be getting to the point where what we're kind of talking about is is actually giving it you know moving stuff around and rearranging it into where that title is going to hold for the second to last you know book in the series, and I need to come up with a series in front of or a book a book in front of that and in between a bridge. He he may just have he may have found that he has enough there to kind of go ahead and do that. I don't know. Um, that is what happened with um, Feast for Crows and, and uh, a dance. So uh, it just it just seems that way from from what he's talking about. And it's interesting to me as he gets as he's gotten into this. Mm-hmm. It's just it's grown. And at one point he even said it's grown and almost. I think he might even use the word gotten away. It's gotten away from him a little bit. It's almost, almost like a like a a hedge that just needs trimmed up. He's it's just getting out of control, and uh, you know, so almost made a different reference there. <laughs> Anyways, I I think so. When we say this, are we saying he's going to write the whole thing and then release it in parts, or do we feel like he's just writing part one right now? He could either way. Because I I'll be honest, if it, let's say this is a thirteen fourteen hundred page book. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he does, if, like, if he writes it all and then wants to release one and then wait two years and release the next, I actually wouldn't be um, against that because then we get some time to to really digest that first part and then you know do our theories and everything. Yeah. Um, but if it's like here's a thirteen hundred page book that's part one and then here's part two that's another thirteen hundred page, of yeah. course I would love to read it, but that'd be a hard sell uh, as a fan thinking that we might have to wait nine years for part two, right? That, right. That might be- Maybe a little much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things I think of, too, is, um, you know, it'd be kind of weird because when you look at it, uh, A Feast for Crows and A Dance of Dragons is actually supposed to be one book. And actually, there are parts of Winds of Winter that were supposed to be in that book. Uh, You know what I mean? And it's like that was supposed to be one. A Feast for Crows and A Dance of Dragons is supposed to be one book. Plus, there's leftover stuff. That's in Winds of Winter. Yeah, that was supposed to be part of that. Like we know, he said there's a, there's a brand That's, chapter. Yeah. Um, and so I think because of just where he was, he was at a good pace. Okay, here we go. Here we go. like that's why they split it up, and it's not like a Feast for Crows part one, part two. Um, but Winds of Winter is different because all. 
our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The fans know it as Winds of Winter. It's been talked about. So I think it is more likely that this could be two volumes than it would be it, it get called a feast for or a Winds of Winter mm-hmm. and then gets another title and then we still have a dream of spring. Or however he wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, that's actually, if you did volume one, volume two, and however you want to release that, I think that'd be fine. But yeah, if it's, if we're, like you said, pushing 1,300 pages or something, I mean, that's that's going to, it's a lot to take in, a lot to digest, but give it to us. Um, and, you know, if, if it makes more sense just to keep it under that same title or what have you, I, I, I'm fine with it, so... Yeah. Um, okay. Another another comment here on this one um, from Toby Wilson Network says people like Indie Geek, who's another Game of Thrones uh, YouTuber, talk about how Winds of Winter will be the apex, the wildest story, the most POVs, and then in a Dream of Spring it will condense down to come to a point. The way the plot is running, there's no way things are going to be coming to a head by the end of Winds. Sometimes I wonder if he's considering using a five year gap. Um, and that's how he cuts things down into a dream of spring or throw in like a, a time skip, uh, to get anywhere, to get the plot anywhere close to a conclusion. Um, he's saying, or maybe just, uh, maybe just skip most of the actual winter season, do like an eight year skip or whatever, and come back with half the characters dead. Um, I know it sounds ludicrous, um, but you know, that's what he's, he's, <laughs> but this man needs to call Jenny Craig cause he desperately wants to cut weight. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrific comment. Wow. That, is a, that is a great analogy. Yeah, man. This book's get, and then somebody else real quick here, just cause it, it follows up. Um, Lord Luke Lightbringer says it's going to be thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. And then Toby Wilson, who's this person said, I'm biting my lip, admiring how thick wins is. <laughs> so, wow. Admiring. So. Wow. Uh, some it. great, some great comments there. Good Lord. That, that's an interesting idea, right? Um, and I, I've kind of felt this way as well. I think wins a winner. We're going it, to, it's going to have a pretty definitive end. Like he said, the apex. And then I could see a, a bit of a time jump. I don't know how long it would be for a dream of spring, but maybe it's our leftover tattered heroes from the fight with, you know, the white walkers and that it's the story of them recouping, you know, kind of an exile, almost trying to uh, make, make a March on Westeros. But that also would have to coincide with the idea that, um, that the battle with the white walkers is not the end all be all. Cause I, I always thought it would be flipped like Wester, like, uh, King's Landing would be decided before the the final battle. It's kind of how I felt. Um, so that would tarnish my theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but maybe that hey that might be that might be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, guys. I don't know. Um, I just want it. 
I want it <laughs> now, and it's okay. Does he I'm need to wait. call Jen? Does Jenny Craig need to? Is she going to be the co-author of this book? Wow, it's a good Holy. question. <laughs> edited Holy by Jenny wow. Craig. Edited, edited. Uh, okay. Uh, one, one, uh, one uh, final comment here. This was actually kind of interesting. I've never actually really thought about it, but just books, kind of in general. Since I've always wondered why publishers don't print books on paper like think of like the bible right you know the bible's like it's like thin they're always like these really thin pages because it's there's so much content in there um if they think they want if they think the book is too long to be published as one volume i remember the fifth harry potter book there was an issue with it being too mm -hmm. big to fit into post english post box slots wow okay that's interesting yeah you know yeah. i i actually don't know uh, someone that has a large amount of fantasy books behind me um i've always thought it was interesting that they didn't go with a thinner style because they even do print like the game of thrones in a very small form with like bible type pages and it, it's actually kind of a little nicer because it's not so thick that's a good question i would really like to know the answer to that might have to do yeah, i don't know i i honestly i honestly don't know what how, how that is hide how thick the how thick the paper is going to be but that is interesting because when you think about the bible i mean the the I mean, how that that book's freaking huge. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean it's, yeah. there's a lot of content in there, and it's yeah, yeah. These these really thin, yeah. These really these really thin pages. Um, okay, so uh, moving on here, we have another video we're going to talk about. Uh, so these are comments from a video we did. Who wrote the pink letter? Um, so let me uh, zoom in here because I have it on a tiny, uh, tiny thing here. Um, so from XX Pandemonium XX uh, says okay. <laughs> says the pink letter is the series' biggest cliffhanger, ending a song of ice, um, ending a song of ice and fire lends itself so many valid theories because it's amazing detail. I think the best theory for the pink uh, letter um, uh, is. Uh, this guy admiral curd uh, he's like a, he says he's a prominent youtuber reddit um person um uh he's been on the macer monthly thing um he's he does it he does a nine episode thing where let me see oh i need i need to pull up his actual the actual video here because it's 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 a uh, too long uh too long one second here Oh yeah, I, I I got it in front of me. Oh, so, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's talking about um just that he did, he went ahead and did like nine episodes on the pink letter discussion, um where he's talking about how beautiful it's it's it, all the all the narrative points um how it points to a character that pretty much every single buddy forget that everybody forgets, and I think this uh, call out of a character for being the author of the pink letter uh, really separates the show watchers theories and strictly book readers theories where as show watchers take too much uh hint for what show characters would be doing in the series hold on does he ever tell us what hold on yes he does he 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 he, he goes on here and he says oh here, um he yeah. says the theory is that it's alistair thorne who wrote it yeah there which, it is yep. oh i've not heard that i've not i've not heard that theory so i may have to go give those videos a uh a, a check but that's interesting actually did alistair thorne write did Alistair Thorne write the pink letter? I would like, I mean, I'm going to have to watch it to get the justification for it, but that is a very interesting idea. My, uh, I, the more I think about the pink letter, the more I uh, branch out and get a little more wild with it. <laughs> um, so I'm open to that idea. Um, I just need to know more details. Well, keep in mind. So Alistair Thorne, um, 
goes on, is on kind of a different path right now than he is in in the show. He's mm-hmm. in the in the he's he's sent away. He's not there. Uh, he's not part of John's uh, you know it's kind of execution, right? He does. He's not part of the the guy the guys that the guys that killed John. So he'll be coming back. Um, and you know, we, we, he's a character. It's like, I, man, we, we really, as and I really need to do a, a YouTube like video on what's, what's going to happen with Alistair Thorne in Winds of Winter, because in the show he gets, he gets beheaded by John, but we have, we have no idea what's, what's going to happen with him. He's on, he's going to be total different. Yeah. What if he wrote the pink letter to get John out of, you know, Castle Black so he could come back and take the reins? Yeah. That just that alone, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, if Alistair Thornton comes back, he could he could be he could be elected Lord Commander, exactly. And then John is resurrected, and Alistair Thorne is 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 now the the new Lord Commander. Wow, that's As, interesting. I mean, I, right there, if you want to talk about subtle differences between the show and the books, and why we would ever want to read, I mean, just that there. I mean, those are the little things that are going to be different that could. I mean, just blow the story wide open. Yeah. Wait, wait a second, fellas. Wait <laughs> a second here. So I'm going to have to go look this up because I think this will be fascinating. We can maybe cover this later on and do a, a full separate thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, if, if there's a reason why Alistair Thorne's story doesn't continue in the show and it's exactly this, it's the pink letter and, and treason to, to the watch. I mean, if, if he committed some type of and attempted to kind of... Um, Put out the Lord Commander in a way that would be interesting, and I'm just try- I'm, I'm trying to recall where he was in relationship to all these different people to know if he would know. Uh, and I think I, as I'm going through, I'm checking yes, 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 actually as to like maybe how he would know about um, Mance Raider, how he would know about you know these different uh, individuals. You know what I mean? That, yeah, are, def- that show up in the pink letter. So yeah, it's definitely something that has to be. We, we have to look more into it because we got to. You know, it's off the top of our head. It sounds good, but seeing where he is and how he would know that information is pretty key. Yeah, because he's just he's just sent he's sent beyond he's sent beyond the wall. That's yeah. it. That he he sent he sent he sent ranging beyond the wall. Um, and Alistair says that he will return one way or the one way or the other. The other. The so that, other. Mean, that yeah. means Alistair Thorne is the Night King confirmed. 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 Wow. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Right. Oh, but you know, it's what's interesting though is that it when he comes back, when he comes back, I mean, John could be resurrected, and John might know more about his parentage, and John, you know, yeah. Alistair Thorne could end up fighting alongside. You know, who knows? Right. Man, what what a, that, that is definitely a character I haven't seen examined for like wins a winner and what what comes of him. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, this this was good. Because Great comment. Definitely, yeah, really good comment. And that, and thanks for the resource because this is cool. To I just went over to Admiral uh, Kurd and uh, looked at some of the videos we have here. Um, some cool stuff on House Tyrell, Winds of Winter connections, and um, yeah, uh, George yeah. and HBO stuff. Yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, so uh, so just so just um, just just continuing on here, uh, just some um, H Pinnels eighteen says it was Mance. Um, just a couple others uh, thanking us for uh, Stephanie C- 
calligraphy is the way it looks like or steffi mm-hmm. calligraphy it says i think it's stannis the pre-release chapters either explained everything or the biggest red herring of all time and gur is a god both options are equally possible so yeah uh, we talk- have someone else uh J- jalabar real quick just says that the letter came from within castle mm-hmm. black so that could be mm-hmm. yeah very possible uh, yeah, especially, wow, guys. especially when you're considering kind of like treachery again. We well, we talked about this before too. We think Stannis. Um, I actually have a, a YouTube video I will be posting soon about will the Battle of Bastards even take place in Winds of Winter? It's something as and I've talked about a little bit. Hmm. Um, and if the cat, if the letter did come within Castle Black, I mean, it seems like Stannis might go smash Ramsay. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's guys, go, he's going to get more men. He's going to go do uh, do a lot more stuff. So. So who knows? It makes sense. It uh, the more, I'm I'm sitting over here. I don't know if you guys see me. I'm, I'm mentally trying to go through and check off, just r- trying to recall at the end of the like in the book series, who would know this information? And we've always kind of thought, well, I mean, Ramsey doesn't know everything. Stannis doesn't know all this stuff. Like so, when when you throw out those different characters, you're like, well, they don't know all these things. They're they're making some assumptions. So the people who would know what Jon Snow knows, and could present something to him that is like he doesn't know. Stannis's fate but they that could be embellished a lab that could just be made up that could you know I mean they do know who's arrived at Castle Black they do or who's coming they you know uh I, I don't know though then again the whole thing with Reek that's what kind of mm. it throws me with with the mention of Reek that gets me a little bit but it depends yeah. on where Alistair Thorne or someone else went to being right. in Stannis's camp you, you know think, I don't know do you think there's do you think there's any possibility that um, and I'm gonna kind of this person uh, just uh, D Crawford leaves leaves a comment here, um, just saying really that the Red Priest is no longer with Stannis. I believe that's a sign. Um, and he, he says something good here. He says I think Littlefinger knows there's an opportunity to take Winterfell, and he has Sansa, and he will take it. Um, do you think that there's any possibility that Littlefinger is the one who writes it? Because if I'm Littlefinger and I'm trying to take as much control as possible. I could remember Sansa in the books is with is in is in the veil. She does not go off with Ramsay to get mm-hmm. like you know forced into marriage. Uh, that's a different character. That's Jane Poole pretending to be Arya. So do you think if you're Littlefinger and maybe you have some ideas of what's going on in the North? I mean, these guys are supposed to have spies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that you could write the letter, send it to Castle Black to force potentially um John and maybe members of Castle Black over to to try and cause some kind of fight so you could just go in there and, and play cleanup and then just take Winterfell. Now you have the Vale and Winterfell if you're Littlefinger. I mean that's it, it would be a good way of tying in Littlefinger into a larger plot point because he's kind like especially compared to what we know in the show, which uh you know is what it is. It it does feel like Littlefinger's a bit of a mystery right now as far as the books, in my opinion. Yeah, because in the show, in the in the show, remember, he does go up there and he Mm -hmm. is scheming and 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 stuff. Um, And it feels like the show just had no idea what to do with him. And so they're just like, oh, I don't know. And and, but but we don't in the show, he does go up there. So he could certainly go up there in the books, but he could have a way more prevalent role. Yeah. Um, And then Arya killing him in is a lot is. A lot more satisfying if that is the way it does go. If Arya does yeah. come back, go to Winterfell, all of that, all of that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that you guys, this has me looking up people like um, Sir Justin Massey, who who left from 
who was with Stannis, uh, was tasked with going and getting cell swords with uh, the Iron Bank and things like that. Holy cow! And I'm yeah. just looking at like if there is um, a time, ga- you know, like some type of time gap or whatever, or just where all did these characters go? It's really left wide open, and uh, who could have brought that? Like, yeah, we don't really get to see the hand. We don't get the sequence of this. A letter is presented to John. Who dropped that? Like, did it, it came by Raven, or you know? Maybe it came by Raven. I mean, who knows? Like, if someone's, they're trying to persuade, someone is trying to manipulate John. It does seem like they're trying to manipulate John into moving south and leaving his post. So, who wants to do that? Stannis wants to do that. Alistair Thorne would, ha- would have a reason to do that. Um, you know, what, I mean, when you think about the Boltons, I don't know. I mean, is that just, are they wanting that to happen because they want some disruption into Stannis's course to Winterfell? It seems like Stannis and Thorne would have more of a reason to want to um, have John mess up. And I always go back right. to, I, I defend John on this and that I know it's like he's leaving and intervening in, in different things, but the watch was attacked from the South or from wherever you want to call it. That letter is an attack on the Lord, on the Lord commander. Like his, his life is threatened in that. So I think he has a right to respond to it. Um, I do too. Yeah, so I, I kind of think the I kind of think the watch should have rallied behind him, and the people who it's set up it's set up directly for for this. And I know there's even people who who've said like Val has been put forward as someone who possibly could be um, in in touch with. They have their own maybe secret you know network going on, and she's working with the wildlings and trying to get John to to move and support Mance. You know the whole thing. There's a lot of stuff happening that people suggest it could be could be her as well. But I'm starting to think. It's all just to move him off that spot, and it's all to mo- to remove him as Lord Lord Commander. You know, and I think that this is wow. why the pink letter is probably most people's favorite theory going into wins a winner. And there's another, there's a whole lot of other things. Um, Wex Pike could have written the letter, which was uh, <laughs> Theon's uh, like attendee or squire, however yeah. you want to say it, because he's learning letters from, uh, right. I believe it's the Manderleys, yeah. right? So did yeah. Manderley have him write it? Uh, there's a portion where Theon hears something up in a tree and people think it's Bran, but maybe it was Wex because he liked to climb trees. I mean, there, right. there's like there's deep level. There's, there's so deep many level deep levels. And yeah. George does love making the insignificant significant. Yes, he did does. Dav- did Davos write it? Right. I, yeah. act- I actually that's like my theory that I don't think makes a ton of sense that. Make, make, you could probably make it make sense, right? Because again, there's somebody else who's learning exactly. letters, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great, uh, you know, uh, payoff for that? Right. Um, did John write it? You know, I mean, I just <laughs> I'm open to all of it. You know, did he did he write it and say, "Hey, look what I got"? Just oh, to try and get people. To get oh, and where does Lady Stoneheart play in all this? Seriously. Yeah, where? Yeah, did she write it? Did, did, well, did she write Stoneheart it? Write it? Oh, that's great. That's probably that's probably as crazy as the pink letter is. It's probably a good place to kind of leave it while we go look up some of these other things. <laughs> this was good because it, it actually stirs up a whole other level of conversation for us. Like I, you know, sometimes you just what what's presented in the book series. What George wants to do is is uh, they're going to bite on this. Alistair Thorne's going this way. No one's going to see him going the opposite way. And yeah, just because I told you, just because I said he left that way, doesn't mean he didn't turn right around and do something else. It's true. Um, so that's really, really cool to think about. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is from a video. So actually, there's a, l- a little backstory in this one. Um, the video is called "Will R plus L equal J in Winds of Winter?" But th- I think this is actually one that I had pulled from an old episode from Follow Up Friday because we had a lot of really good theories, and I was starting to pull some of those out and put them onto YouTube, just that way they weren't buried. Because um, we have a lot. Because I. I Notice on YouTube, we had a lot of people going back and searching for a lot of these, and so uh, just it made it easier. I was just pulling some of these, um, but so uh, there's like a big thread here. I don't know if we're going to read all of it. Um, uh, so will R plus L equal J in 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 when in winds of winter? So um, uh, Vidar Odison um, Odison uh, says. Um, Rhaegar and Lyanna have have a child. Ned and Ashara have a child. Ned takes the child to Starfall, finds out he has a bastard. Ashara is roped into the plot by Ned to secure the safety of his nephew as promised. A baby swap occurs. Ashara fakes her death and leaves with her lover's nephew. Uh, with uh, her lover's nephew, her lover Ned heads north with it with his bastard and Wyla the wet nurse. Uh, Ned keeps his mouth shut about the in- entirety of the situation because it's better to be caught in his uh, it's better to be caught in his deception. Um, he does not lie; he simply keeps his mouth shut. John is a Ned clone. He's not just a Stark-looking fella. He's Ned in every way. His Dane, so that he's saying that Ned and John is the son of Ned and Ashar Dane. Um, his Dane blood would perhaps give him a claim to the title Sword of the Morning to use Dawn and maybe the origin for his talent as a swordship. Uh, swordsmanship dawn is lightly is likely lightbringer and perhaps the original ice of house stark um Aegon is Rhaegar and Lyanna's child uh and likely has another name as Rhaegar probably didn't name two of his children's Aegon uh not sure what the significance will be perhaps he'll merely um uh be Danny's husband and a dragon rider John is probably Azora High reborn and will wield Lightbringer Danny is probably the prince um the princess that was promised in the prophecy by the ghost of High Heart but as i said this is a solid alternative theory it's still likely based on what we currently know that R plus L equals J but George could very easily be misleading us hmm interesting so let me just like as i wrap my head around that that the idea is Ray Garliana have a child that is Aegon or Young Griff. Fal- and, false Aegon, Young Griff, yeah. Yeah. And then Ashara and Ned have a child, and that was John. But John is not discovered until Ned is bringing Young Griff back to Starfall. And um, for some for some reason, goes back to Starfall, realizes he has a bastard. And from there, has to well, make he a would- decision... Well, he would he would go he would he would be taking Arthur Dane's body and mm-hmm. and sword of the morning the sword the sword back to Ashara Dane, yeah. And so and he and he has uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna's child, which is so, false Aegon, young Griff. But my thing is, why would he give that child up to um, the Spider or to? Yeah, I, I just he does it. He get, he he would give it to Ashara Dane. Ashara Dane fakes her death. Septa Lamore se, becomes yeah. Septa Lamore, and then he okay. then he gets over there, realizes that oh, he has his own kid, and takes takes John with him back. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, tough sell. I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and I I know it's hinted that that young Griff might look a little bit older than John. Um, and so people have looked at that, tried to narrow down that time uh, timeline i don't know yeah I, that's interesting that's and i get it. i like that you know, you present it as an alternative theory just for something to chew on so, something to think about 
I mean, a lot of people, when they, they throw out um, the counter evidence to R plus L equals J is it's too obvious or it's right. too cliche uh, or it validates this, that there was a romance between Rhaegar and Lyanna and a war was started off of that. Um, it seems too straightforward, you know? Um, that's what people will argue. And sometimes though, I mean, it's almost like that's what, that's it. I mean, sometimes the most obvious thing for George is like, no, I put it in front of you since the beginning. Um, I misled you in, with other characters and other things, and you were seeing secret identities here and there. And so when you get when you cut to the core story, they're all going to be thinking it's someone else, but really it is exactly who they think it is. Right. You know what I mean? So do you yeah. think do you think do you think though that there is you know we talk about like the seed is strong and all this stuff, and some bloodlines are stronger than others, and all this other stuff. Um, cause it, the, this, this thread here, there's a thread with another person here. Um, they, it's going on for a lot and they're arguing a lot about the way they look. Um, and that how John has pretty much zero Targaryen features, even, even, even how John is described in the book. I mean, he's, he's almost stark through and through in his, in, in his, in his appearance. So do you think that that is any sort of telling t sign that the like the complete lack of Targaryen features is, yeah, you know it's kind of a throw off. Mm -hmm. So we always compare this to Robert Baratheon and his and yeah. his bastards, and then that right Joffrey, Tommen, and, and Marcella were both born of Lannisters, right? And right, but we don't have, and what we've always tried to make the connection is, what if Cersei and Robert actually did have a child? Would that child? have looked different than right. like which seed would have been. And that's why you have the book and you go back. And as you look back through um, that, that is something that um, that, Oh, John Aaron, John Aaron is looking at and saying, no, look, I may, I can go back through the, through the Baratheon um, household and see that regardless of hair, eye color uh, type, whatever it might've been, that that child ended up looking like there, that that was the dominant trait that ruled out, regardless of who it was. I don't know that there was a Lannister example in there, but still I kind of get where people are coming from with, with, right. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, I think some people just find that confusing. Like, hold on a second. He doesn't, he doesn't look like him at all, but then, you know, you can look at like, say, say the Stark children. Okay. Well, Rob and especially Sansa, I mean, are like very much more have Tully features than they do Stark. And then um, in the, actually in the last chapter we just did, um, even Cat describes Arya as having way more Stark features mm -hmm. than, than supposedly than, like Lyanna features, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so and then I'm sure you can go you can go through the histories and look at a lot of people. We know that there were Targaryens that looked a little more Dornish, right? Uh, Bail. Um, Balon the Blessed, right? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, looks, absolutely. Yeah, look, look, look more. And uh, Baylor, ba Baylor Breakspear. Um, yes, also, Baylor Breakspear. That's the one. Looked a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, looked a little more. Do I even read the books? Right. Uh, he looked um, a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. God. Um, he uh, right. Does he? He looks a little more. He looks a little more more Dornish. Um, well. A prime example for Rhaegar, though, is that he has Aegon, very Targaryen, like his 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 son, and then right. Rhaenys, who, right. who, who smelled Dornish, who's very smelled Dornish and all that kind of stuff. And we, that's two of his children that were both born from Elia uh, Martell. So unless that's not true, you know, again, you throw out all these people <laughs> like, well, that, you know, maybe he actually had Aegon with someone right. else, you know. And it's like, well, hold on a second, let's just take what what's given to us, because a lot of times people are trying to say. 
that those darker hair uh, individuals or dark eyes are are kind of dominant over um, the Targaryen features uh, or the Lannister features, and that that would cause them to have a ch- well. We have a situation where Aegon, um, Rhaegon's uh, Rhaegar's son, Aegon is defying that. I mean, it's not like just because you're with a you know someone from Dorne doesn't mean that your children are all good. so. He has two that are that are separate. So. To me, it's just I think we look into it a little a little too much because um, we have an example right in front of us where the Mad King was OK with one child and not the other child. One was more Dornish. One wasn't. Baylor, uh Breakspear stood out among his brothers because, yeah, he was very Dornish and his and, and the rest weren't. So um, I think we look into a little a, a little too much. It's hard to tell. It's hard to kind of compare all of those. Um, and but that is what John Aaron was trying to do was to look at just the Baratheons and say something's not right here. Um, one of these children of the three should have been. This is this is almost defying the odds a little bit that that all three of them ended up looking this way, and all oh, yeah. of Robert's bastards when he was with fair-haired individuals ended up looking just like him. Yeah, so right. that's how yeah. he caught and on that, to that. So yeah, and and so Joffrey is an out. Joffrey, Tommen, and Marcella are all complete outliers given. Mm-hmm the fact yeah yeah exactly i mean had there been one uh, you know in there then you can kind of go back to that um you know targaryen uh marrying uh, someone from house martell and and seeing how that how that looks you know the other thing is that in with house targaryen um i mean we don't really have an example like liana as far as i know is, is the first example of like stark blood um mm-hmm. ice and fire blood you know kind of mixing together they've they've uh, other houses have been involved but but not necessarily uh, right. their, and their then house, also, so. and then also, it's questioned, you know, like the with the Targaryens, like the validity, the, the uh, what's the word? I'm like, I don't know, the, the strength, I suppose, of their seed, yeah. because you know, like there's a lot, but a lot of inbreeding and stuff like that. And then you're going into something that's like the first men, and you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yep, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, interesting, but yeah, the, the whole, I mean, I'm kind of starting to think that we run ourselves in circles with the R plus L equals J theory. And it's one of those things where everything else is up for like, the, we have enough to deal with, like with the pink letter and all that kind of stuff. And right, since yeah. all of that, all that is out there on the peripheral, it causes us when we look at the main core of this to say, Oh, something's not something's fishy. And really it's just straight. It's pretty straightforward. I, yeah. I think it's straightforward as well. I think, I think it's fun to to talk about. And like, I find the, you know, the Ned stuff with Ashara Dane to be, really interesting like i do think there might be just a little bit more to that story but i'm not totally convinced that it has anything to do with john's heritage right they got together it's great yeah well it's fine you know or did you think that do you think think do you think do you think do you you think (laughs) that that anything to do with mira or do you think it's just pure coincidence or or george is just trying to do it to throw us off that they look like almost like twins mira reed and and that they're and that they're like the same age and you know what i mean yeah that's fascinating. That is that that does throw, and that is where people start to kind of. I mean, especially especially, and the the show did such a good job of. I mean, my God, they look like. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like because yeah. it's like the same hairdresser or whatever, you know, doing it. Like their curls and everything are just like, like pinpoint yeah. accurate. I mean, the reads in general are just fantastic, yes. you know. Right, and we get nothing right, for, for, from the show. I can't answer None. any questions on that. Alan, I mean, who? <laughs> exactly they have no idea uh, and that was it's one of the great secrets that george is is, is keeping that's the big reveal that's where you know the answer is like who, pink letter i mean that answer is huge i mean 
tragedy to summer, all that kind of stuff. Robert, this there's major things that the show just could not answer because he's going to hold some of that stuff for his for his book, or I don't know. It just we might get for a book. We might get him in these other TV shows. Yeah, yeah, we might, we might. So who knows? Who knows? Awesome, awesome, Laura. Well, I think that's that's a that's that's a lot of the comments we wanted to uh, get through. Um, so that's, that's a good place to uh, stop there. But yeah, guys. So for all you guys who have been watching us over on YouTube, we really appreciate it. As and I are actually pretty close to a thousand subscribers, which is really cool because then it unlocks some cool stuff on YouTube. Uh, we're gonna keep posting stuff over there, and so we will also check out your guys' comments that come to us um, from over on YouTube as well. As anything you yeah. want to say as we kind of close up shop here? No, I think it was great. I, I uh, again, I want this is fun. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to do this with uh, Sir, Sir Jimmy. Uh, we have a veteran YouTuber on here, so we just kind of thought, you know, the Fantasy Network. Go check him out, guys. Go subscribe. Okay, we've got a couple individuals over there. We're trying to dethrone in his realm, so. Uh, make sure you go over there and we'll put a link for his stuff in, in the description. Uh, just great to have him on and, and looking forward to doing, you know, some more, some more stuff, you know, some more, some more content. And you were the one, Sir Jimmy, who dropped that, that little nugget on us about, uh, these rumored shows and you know how much we love Dunkin' Egg. And so I was like, wow. you know, I, I see the news and I immediately think, you know, BTK, bend the knee and what it means for the community that we've built here in the excellent content, uh, that, that you guys provide. So, I'm very privileged and happy to be here and, uh, you know, making this content with you guys. And I think the realm is in for a good time. I, I think yeah. the best is yet to come. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree, man. And I'm looking forward to all of that. And just the theory of the speculation, uh, connecting the dots. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. So for me, Matt, uh, that uh, I think we're, we're good. We'll probably get back on course right next week with, um, we'll be, be back, back to the Brand, reread again. Uh, Yep, yep, yep. It's a it's a brand chapter, I believe. Uh, chapter forty six, I think, is a okay. chapter forty six brand, uh, four or five or something. I don't have it in the doc because we yeah. we're using a diff- we're using a different doc today. But yeah, absolutely. So we want to thank you guys for checking us out, and we will be back to the reread uh, in a Clash of Kings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't forget to check check out uh, Sir Jimmy's podcast. I'll put your Twitter handle. I'll put all that stuff down there in the description. You guys can check that out. Um, and then for us here, make sure, by the way, we're doing more of these kind of standalone YouTube videos. This is kind of our big push to kind of take some of our podcast listeners and hopefully uh, have you guys subscribe to YouTube. We are taking Ravens. We're taking comments. We're making videos over there and it's a lot of fun. So it's exclusive content over there. And then we're kind of continuing with our exclusive content on Patreon. We actually also just unlocked and we're figuring out a way to, I'm going to start to, ch- I'm going to start to challenge some of these other YouTube creators who are talking Game of Thrones on Sunday. They all think they can just stream live on YouTube, you know, and I sit over here and I go, you know what? We might also have to just press the go live button and get our bannerman in there and just talk about what's going on. I think that'd be kind of a fun way uh, to mix things up a little bit. So look forward to that. All those perks and rewards uh, over on Patreon. So with that, uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.